Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is January 29th, 2024. We are fresh off of a big Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, we are fresh off of one of the biggest wrestling news weeks of all time. Uh, you guys are going to want to tune into The Hump on Wednesday. We're going to have an awful lot there. Probably going to be a 90-minute episode. Uh, I had a special like, double-length Backstage Report podcast on Fightful Select today. And here we are with Denise Salcedo talking WWE Monday Night Raw. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I came back from Tampa early this morning and I was so excited because I'm like, oh, yeah, my flight's arriving like at nine something, right? I'm like, I'm gonna be in bed by like 1030, right? Because I was so freaking tired. And we get there, we land, and turns out that the Air Force Two had gone in there to LAX as well. So they oh, wow. kept us in the plane for an hour extra oh, just no. sitting there. And then what's worse, guess what happens when you're in a plane for too long, when you're not supposed to be on the flight anymore? You shit I, your pants. No, well, I mean, oh. some people do shit their pants on okay. planes, but no, they refresh the screens. I was watching 10 Things I Hate oh, About no. You. I was like, okay, well, at least I could finish the movie because I wasn't going to finish it on time. And so that was the only bright side, right? I was going to finish watching the movie. Bro, they freaking turned off the screen. And I was like, I didn't get to uh, finish watching the movie. So I was just sitting there staring at everybody on the plane. And so I finally got home. I fell asleep and woke up. And I was like, okay, time to watch Raw. And also... Tampa, BTW, they're mosquitoes. I hate them. Yeah. They ate me up. Did they eat you up too? I went for a walk across one of the little uh, pond bridges at, at night. Oh boy. I, could, I couldn't see them, but I could feel them. Dude, I, they freaking had me like a hometown buffet because <laughs> my what, legs. What did you, what did you think <laughs> of Tampa? I really enjoyed St. Pete personally. Uh, I, didn't get, I didn't think too much about it. Have you ever seen the show Gator Boys? 
Did you ever no. watch that show? Okay, well, for those no. who watched that show, I, I used to love that show, Gator Boys. It was about two guys that would just go and get gators out of people's houses and people's pools and swamps and all these ridiculous places. When I got to Tampa, I was like, oh, no. This looks like all of the houses where the Gator Boys came to get the freaking gators. So the oh, whole time brother. I kept thinking, what would I do if a gator walked into my Airbnb? Mm. And so that was what I was thinking in my mind, how to survive a gator. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully we can survive this podcast. I am admittedly running on fumes and me and you both have a big day tomorrow. We're both speaking with Jordan Grace about her Royal Rumble uh, appearance. I, I would imagine both of our interviews will be up tomorrow. So be on the lookout for those guys. We had a bunch of exclusive news about the Jordan Grace Royal Rumble thing, which uh, there's a reason why I'm talking about that because she was also pretty heavily featured in highlight packages on WWE Raw. I actually got a message from her that's like, what's this about? I'm like, you're on a video package for WWE Raw. So, uh, I mean, th this is something that we didn't see as, as a real possibility a while back. Now, I know that a lot of people said, oh, well, Mickey did it. Mickey wasn't under contract. Even though she had the title belt, she wasn't under contract. So realistically, she could have done it whether, whether she wanted they wanted her to or not. But, uh, man, I'm so excited to learn more about this. But we have a, a big exclusive story on that on FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. We'll brag about that wonderful service that had one of our biggest scoops weeks ever on uh, during this show. But let's go ahead and get to your Super Chats and Humper Chats. If you don't know what that is, hold on, Denise. That's how you get your question or statement right on the air. It works a lot better than raising your hand on this show. Because if you donate here at youtube.com slash Fightful, that allows us to really uh, go into your talking point. You can also go to humperchats.com. That's H-U-M-P-E-R chats.com. You can leave your question statement before we go on the air, including for this Wednesday's Fightful Awards show. Denise and I will be here at 6 p.m. Eastern. We're doing it before Dynamite. We were going to do it this Saturday, but uh, NXT Vengeance Day is upon us. Denise and I actually got several acceptance speeches this past week. We're very excited to bring that to you. Denise, you raised your hand. Uh, you have been called on. Oh, damn. Well, they already took my question, bro. <laughs> you already said it. I was going to remind you to promote the Fightful Awards show, oh. and then you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at this. Now I just look stupid, so let's press on. Pretty excited. Um, I mean, like almost every wrestler, well, almost every wrestler wants their award. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. What? I'm not going to say anything. No, I'm not going to say anything. Me neither. I never say anything. <laughs> anyway, almost everybody uh, sent in acceptances. We're, we're so happy about this. We're so happy that... Uh, these matter to people as well, uh, as much as they mean to us. And I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, and I want to thank Kate for helping us get a lot of sponsors. So get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. Another thing I want to tout is our wonderful partners over at betonline.ag. I always tell you about how they've been around for 25 years. They are trusted by millions of people. They got the highest credit card acceptance. Uh, like I said, they they have stuff for NF, NFL, NCAA, NHL, anything you got. Uh, popular games. You can compare their competitors on their site. But 
how accurate their lines were this weekend. Their one, two, and three in the betting odds for the Royal Rumble were Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, and Gunther. Their one and three was Bailey and Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, who had never wrestled a WWE match, was accurately placed at number three on their betting odds. Check them out at betonline.ag. Safe and secure online environment. Payouts in minutes. They have awesome VIP rewards. Promos all the time as well. Uh, I appeared on their all-access show last week, and they said, hey, who do you think is winning the Royal Rumble? And I said, I got to go with Cody Rhodes and Bailey. So helping out those fellas over at Bet Online AG. If you would have listened to our Bet Online AG tips, you could have been like uh, some of our friends last last month on World's End. We had somebody say that when they picked Samoa Joe and put some money down on him, they paid for their their New Year's drinks. So check out Bet Online AG. Wrestling with movies says Denise, you look amazing tonight. Respectfully. Thank you. Considering that I only slept like a few hours and I smell like airplane right now, I feel okay. pretty good about that. So you smell like normal. Uh, Nico oh, yeah, Nick thanks. Said, Nico Nick said, thank you for your passionate backstage report today. Hope your grandmother had an amazing birthday. I want to thank so many of you that had very, very kind things to say about my grandmother. She's been battling dementia. And honestly, these last two weeks have been really, really great for us. It's been... Um, a categorical shift on that front. So I want to say thank you to everybody who had very nice things to say. Uh, Andrew Tam says, Denise, will you be going to WWE Raw on February 19th, the Honda Center? You know, I forgot. Someone actually just reminded me that it was going to be at the Honda Center. I don't know because it's like I like to do this show afterwards. So if I go to the shows, then it's like, you know, I don't get to do the post show afterwards. So sometimes I just watch from home. So I really haven't decided whether or not I'm going. Well, that's interesting because the week before, they are three miles from my house in Lexington, Kentucky. (laughs) So what? It's the Fightful World Tour? (laughs) Yes. And the difference is I can go and still make this show. It's three miles from my house. Like, Well, Anaheim's not that far from me. Sure. So it would probably be like maybe 30 minutes to get home. Really? Yeah. Anaheim's not that far from me. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we got Nicholas saying, following WWE, still promoting at Jordan Grace's spot. Could you see more of them working together? Maybe not as major as a PLE, but sharing talent. I think that, okay, so I, I, I'm going to find out like tomorrow, and I'm sure you will too, about how specifically Jordan Grace's name got brought up. But this sort of happened a couple years ago. Uh, New Japan and TNA had not been in a good relationship. And then the opportunity for Chris Bay to enter a tournament came up. And I don't think at that point you could have had a better representative of TNA than impact than Chris Bay. Likewise, I don't think you could have had a better representation of Jordan Grace, who has been in the business since she was 14 years old, knows how to conduct herself is very respectful uh, at these shows is in great shape is a star knows how to work. TV has done it for multiple companies. I think that, the first impression is always a very important one, Denise. And I think the fact that TNA made this as easy as possible. I mean, we had reported on Select. She found out Sunday, got blood work Monday. On Thursday, she shows up at rehearsals. And there are people there congratulating her on signing with WWE. And she goes, nah, bro, isn't happening. So, I mean, I think I think they picked the right person to represent TNA. 
They certainly did. I mean, obviously, she is the knockouts champion, so I can't imagine them picking another woman over her because she's the champ, right? You want to go ahead and give her this big moment. And I just feel that the way Jordan Grace looked in the Rumble, I mean, she looked like – if. If I didn't watch wrestling and I just tuned in to watch the Royal Rumble and I knew absolutely nothing, I would have thought that Jordan Grace was one of the top stars for the women in WWE just based off of the way she looked, the way she worked, how she just moves differently. Um, I would have definitely thought that if I didn't know any better because she definitely looked like a million bucks. And the moment that Bianca Belair eliminated her, it was phenomenal. The best elimination uh, besides the actual finish of the Rumble. But during the Rumble, it was the best elimination that they had. Bear Hudson says, can you shed some light on Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and chances they can sign with WWE? Thank you guys so much for busting your ass for us. Uh, I believe they both have option years coming up. And by option years, I mean AEW holding option years. Um, I They like Buddy an awful lot. I don't know where things stand with Malachi. I've, I've not really heard much about that relationship. But if their option years aren't picked up, they could. Otherwise, AEW's got them on the hook for years if they want. Where do you think Camille ends up? Well, about two or three weeks ago, I would have said pretty definitively WWE, but then she showed up unsigned backstage at AEW and FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, reported that they had some talks. I don't think it's a slam dunk. And also, if I'm TNA Wrestling, I would be saying, hey, how about you entertain the idea of coming over here? We just had Trinity and Deanna leave. We got some stuff opening up. And her versus Jordan Grace seems like something that could main event a pay-per-view for them. I right. I think right now Camille's in a good spot, whether or not she chooses to go to AEW or TNA, because I feel like right now it seems like we're seeing a lot more slowly happen for the women on AEW. Slowly, but surely happening. And But that's like your point about those spots being open on TNA to grab and seeing what that run, for example, did for Naomi on TNA. If I'm Camille... Honestly, I would I would definitely consider it. I would definitely consider it. TNA's booking of Deanna and, and Naomi should be a giant bright sign to a lot of people saying, sure, this might be a place where you spend nine, ten months, or maybe it's a place where you spend three and a half years. But if you're good, you're going to be treated like you're good, and you're going to be treated like a top star. And I think that's that's what they did there. Travis Lindsay says, brawl out. TK's handling of Jericho. Triple H's handling of he who must be not be named. Should presser scrums be retired? No. Trey Sherman says, fun show tonight. You mentioned that Okada is expected to go to AEW. I didn't say he's expected. Well, you know, maybe I should look back at that select portions thing. AEW feels confident that they can get him. It says, but is there still a chance WWE could sign him and what percent would you give it? I don't know if he's put pen to paper. Uh, this is categorically different than Mercedes at this point. I'm pretty sure Mercedes is signed with AEW at this stage. And it, definitely if she hadn't, WWE would have been trying to get her. There had been nothing on that front. WWE certainly is under the impression she has. If Okada hasn't, and I am WWE, right now I am definitely making a push because as Steven says, lawsuit or not do they bring back brock, brock to fill in the void left by punk's absence i say no to that denise but if you've got a perfectly good kazuchika okada out there well you're probably not going to be paying brock after whatever his current deal is denise 
good chance they get him smooth the hell up out of there. CM Punk is sidelined. Okada, even though a lot of WWE fans will be like, who? He is objectively a monster <laughs> name. I think that they should make a play for him if they can. Of course, and I'm sure like making the play is one thing, and I won't be surprised if they definitely are. They should be, right? I mean, obviously. Um, but I mean, yeah, like for example, mm. if we were to get Okada and Gunther at WrestleMania, I mean, that would just be like insane because there mm. goes Gunther's uh dream match against Brock Lesnar. So uh, you know, sucks for Gunther, obviously, somebody that was, you know, not part of this, and so you know. Like that was his dream match, right? That was his dream match. A lot of people wanted to see that match. It's not looking like that's going to happen. So now it's like, all right, you've got this champion who has been so freaking dominant on this show. You got to have a really great WrestleMania match for him because to not have a great WrestleMania match for him would be an injustice given the work that he's put in and the reign that he has had and what he has done for that intercontinental championship. Insert clever pun, Tegan Knox says, uh, knowing WWE is interested in signing her, do you think having Jordan in the Rumble was a mini recruiting pitch for the next time her contract was up? Yeah, and she it's going to be a while. It's going to be quite a while. How long is she with TNA for? I mean, she just re-signed last year. (laughs) And it's multi-year. I can can tell you because I'm pretty sure we reported it. Um, Okay. Two, uh, she signed in the fall or last summer for two years. So uh, her deal's summer. up next year. Yeah, summer 2025. That's honestly, that's not that long. It's going to fly well, by, honestly. Let me tell you, I, I don't know how many people know this story. I, I've known Jordan for about five or six years, and she's one of the smartest people in wrestling. In 2018, it got leaked to PW Insider, not trying to to shit on them or anything. They reported what they were told by an Impact official that Jordan Grace signed a multi-year deal with Impact. However, the contract was never returned to her. And for the next six months, Jordan Grace was working without a contract and getting paid until the month of AEW Double or Nothing in which she then went to Impact Wrestling and she said, here are the numbers that I have done for your show. Here are the social metrics. Here's how I've been killing it. Here's how my matches have been doing more views than anything else. I should get a raise based on this because otherwise I don't have a contract. And they looked at it and they go, shit, you're right. And she got her raise. One of the smartest women in wrestling, one of the smartest people in wrestling, Jordan Grace. Boris says, Denise, why didn't you ask a hardball? Jesus, y'all are dumb. First of uh, all, can I just say something about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because if anybody thinks that you should be asking Bailey about that, you're wrong. Bailey was not the person to ask about there you that. Go. And if you don't understand that, you're the one here that does not understand the questions were primarily had to be for Triple H. Triple H was the person to ask. Triple H was that person, not Bailey. I think Denise is completely right. Uh Emily says, now that mainstream media is picking up Vince case and Triple H's poor response during the presser, do you see any additional states coming out coming from WWE TKO? Uh, I'm sure at some point, but I, I have said this. I, if I were Triple H and even maybe not Triple H, maybe Nick Khan comes out before the talent is out there, gives a blanket statement, and 
you know, helps helps that because otherwise you're throwing a lot of your talent in the line of fire. And I thought that Cody handled it with class and integrity and very eloquently. And I'm not surprised uh, that he did something else. Cody is very diplomatic and really good at giving these answers that he kind of has a really good way of making it feel like he's definitely answering your question, but also segueing it into something else to kind of shift the focus. And that is a really good skill that a lot of people don't have. And so he definitely came across um, a lot better than Triple H did in that press conference. I'll tell you something else he talked about with me this weekend, Denise. What? Oh, (laughs) oh yeah, that's funny. (laughs) And, And I'm serious, guys. We talked about it. We talked about J.D. McDonough's head. And <laughs> and he said, and I quote, I'm really glad more people are talking about this. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, take care and keep swatting fools on X. Stay blessed. Listen, in about six weeks, I'll be swatting less fools on X. I'll be interacting a lot more on FightfulSelect.com. But listen, I couldn't resist. There were some people that were really, really rotten to me over the last month. And uh, I, I got some receipts. I, I I went through my bookmarks and I sent some memes and just dropped a few hey replies. And it, it's weird; some of them didn't reply back. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> but I let the universe take care of everybody. And honestly, the universe has been handling my my problems on my behalf. I am the universe, Denise. Oh yeah, I handle it myself. <laughs> Carlos says if WWE can get Okada, I was thinking maybe Seth versus Okada at WrestleMania, especially with the punk injury. We're going to talk about a lot of possibilities uh, for that, but we've got to talk about WWE Raw. That is a thing, and we are going to talk about it right after this word from Nord. Oftentimes we talk about nordvpn.com slash Fightful, and I'm telling you about one or two different features that they have. How about this? I'm going to tell you about a bunch of them. Threat protection, global server network, safe from disruptions with their kill switch feature. They have reliable encryption. They have the fastest VPN on the planet. A 30-day money-back guarantee. Great deals at all times. Incredible reviews online from some of the best publications in the world. And 24-7 support in case you don't know what you're doing or how to use it. They got you covered. Shield your data from snoops and criminals. Protect yourself on public Wi-Fi. Secure every device you own. Add extra layers of security to your digital life with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. If you're abroad, listen to your favorites. I know a lot of wrestling fans have been traveling a lot more with big events. NordVPN.com slash Fightful will protect you. Pat McAfee is now on the Raw broadcast team, so we have a, a little bit of news here. Unfortunate news is that that Kevin Patrick is no longer with WWE. Uh, he, he wasn't working out on commentary for Raw, for SmackDown, anything. But, uh, Denise, you and I can both attest to the fact that he's a wonderful guy. Like, just so easy to talk to and deal with. We met him on, on the red carpet. Uh, I spoke to him. He I, I spoke to him this week. He was in a great mood. He couldn't have been nicer, but he'll have some, some details on his future very soon. So wishing the best for Kevin Patrick. He unfortunately no longer with WWE, but Pat McAfee is back. 
And that's that's a big get for WWE Raw, Denise. Yeah, I wonder what changed because Pat McAfee is very busy. So I'm wondering what's changing or if he's just like, screw it, I can do this now. I don't know. Um, but I do think like the second that they because I thought Pat McAfee coming out today, I was like, oh, he's probably just still in town following the Rumble. Right. And I didn't get to listen to any of his commentary from the show because, you know, I, I didn't get to listen to the commentary. But I thought, oh, OK, this is kind of strange. But I love that right off the bat, Michael Cole was like, hey, FYI, we're going to be the raw commentary team yeah. moving forward. And I thought, hell yeah, because I really enjoyed them as a commentary duo over on SmackDown. They were so much fun. I thought that Pat McAfee brought a lot of uh, comedy and a lot of life to the commentary and also really loosened up Michael Cole and kind of brought out a different side of Michael Cole that we didn't really get to see on commentary. So I feel like they feel comfortable working with each other. I can tell Michael Cole seems to really like Pat McAfee a whole lot. So this kind of feels feels like a big win for raw and they really needed like I'm, I liked what what they were doing prior um for on the raw side of things so I don't know man it seems like yeah NFL and college season is over so Pat is free I think could be now I got somebody named Hussein, Hussein Jafar saying who fed you AEW uh, and Mercedes hold on let me just tell let me just pull it up on my phone but then he says, she's not signed. I'll take a bet. I'll bet you $1,000 she appears for AEW. And and if you do it, it needs to go to uh, the Humane Society of Washington. Don't let this guy off the hook. I'm going to post his handle. Post your handle in here, buddy. Post your handle in here. $1,000 to the charity of your choice if my story is wrong. Do not let this guy off the hook. Uh, Mercedes is headed to AEW. Had all this stuff ahead of the Royal Rumble all that time. Take the bet. Post your handle right here, right here, because I can't look you up on the air. Luis will handle that for me. Anyway, 1,000. I'm not talking about like yen, buddy. I'm talking 1,000 USD. 1,000 USD, buddy. My story, Mercedes will be at Mania. Oh, she she might be there to support her friend Bailey, but she ain't wrestling on WrestleMania. Let's go. Let's go. Put your handle in here, Hussein. What are you doing? All this BS. Post your handle. Louise, track him down. Anyway. He's not like the mafia. Track him oh, down. It drives me, drives me nuts, man. Drives me nuts. Somebody, somebody pulled that on uh, John Alba the other day and didn't pay up. Somebody pulled that on Matt Coon the other day about my reporting. Didn't pay up. No respect Sean, for that. No one's going to pay up. No one's going to put money on the line. No respect for that. No respect for that. Look, and this, and this is what he's leaning on. Just like Punk was that gonna be at Survivor Series. Oh, homeboy, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see you delete your Twitter account to avoid paying the Humane Society of Washington. I am so excited. So excited for this. Somebody type his name into Twitter, track down his little profile picture, post his handle in here. We'll make sure it happens. K775 says, do you think both chamber matches are number one contenders matches? Or do they put the IC or U.S. title on the line? It seemed like a little bit like they were positioning maybe women's tag to be 
in that boat. But um, I they didn't really set a lot up for specific Elimination Chamber matches, Denise. No, they did not. Well, technically, I know that there was like what, like the final six on like, was that how many? Yeah, six people or five people, whatever, for the Rumble. Like that could have been a thing. Maybe not so much anymore, but who knows? It doesn't feel like, when is the first? Oh, yeah, 24th. So we're like less than a month away and we don't really got much. I found it. I had this guy blocked. I am very excited. It is. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Here is his handle. Make sure you hold him accountable because I am still going to have him blocked. It is J-A-A-F-A-R-12. Hold him accountable. Hold him accountable for it. $1,000 USD. Humane Society of Washington because I will be wrestling in late April for Paul Cade and we're going to benefit some uh, wonderful furry creatures. Ryan Lambert says, make 1K payable to the Denise Salcedo fund, as if. Hey, man, I could use (laughs) (laughs) $1,000. Yeah, uh, by the way, buddy, uh, you might want to change that Vince McMahon profile picture you have there. (laughs) Uh, Sheldon Jackson said, how'd it feel seeing Omos had receipts from past comments? The picture seems hilarious. I was laughing my ass off during that because he would not let it go. It was hilarious. He wouldn't wouldn't let it go. And you were just standing there and you were like, so, um, and like you were on the clock because everybody only had two minutes. And it was so like, I know it will be troll fuel for really weird people, but like Omos and I spoke afterwards. We shook hands during the interview and I looked up the podcast. It was Jimmy burying him. It was all in good fun. Like I love oh the God. way that Omos didn't get butt No, hurt. it wasn't. In, it wasn't in good fun. No, yes, it he was. He canceled his Fightful Select subscription over at Denise. Oh, he did. He, he said. <laughs> I didn't hear that part. He, said he goes, that? "I was a subscriber to your," and I said, "Oh, YouTube." And he goes, "No, <gasps> Patreon." You and know what? Like, though were- <laughs> Omos became my favorite person after that, Sean, because he came at it in a really funny way where like i feel like a lot of people would have gotten butt her and be trying to like you know stab you behind your back and be like a jerk to you be rude as fuck to you not want to do interviews with you you know things like that right yeah i've never had that happen to me before Uh, but anyway you know but omas really showed that he was freaking cool and he let me plead my case i said listen this was an opinion on your work in the ring. I didn't say anything about you from a personal perspective because I don't know you personally. Haven't heard anything but good things about you personally. And he said, you know what? You're right on that. I can respect that. And we shook hands. I'll tell you the funniest part of the interview, Denise. He's hunched over to start scrolling through his phone and I start to stand on my tiptoes and then he stands up straight. So I'm not taller than yeah, that was pretty funny. It was pretty hilarious, actually. Oh. No, he was like dead set. Like he, I think had he known you were going to be there, he would have been, like, ready to go. He would not drop it. It was amazing. It was I was just there in the back taking all of these pictures. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. Uh, so we've barely talked about WWE Raw, uh, but let's go ahead and get into yeah, it. Sean, Jeremy I want to go also, to sleep, you know? Jeremy also says, when are you heading over to visit OVW? They're on fire. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Is Omos the gentlest giant? Seems like it. Oh, he was... He was a great sport about it. I mean, objectively, it was phenomenal content. It was wonderful content. And then 
because he did that, he still gave me my interview time afterwards as well. Yeah. I uh, thought that was all the, you were going to get, honestly. I, was I would like, have been happy with it. Yeah. yeah. Any update on the Mania 41 location? Uh, FIFA Selected reported that uh, that Minneapolis was the front runner. But <clears throat> not the front runner. Oh, actually, we, we got another Pat McAfee. Pat Cock- or uh, Joe Cochlin says, Pat had to leave SmackDown to do college game day on Saturdays with ESPN, so Raw is a good place it can do both. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the CM Punk in-ring promo, Denise. Oh, boy. So uh, I had heard this last night that CM Punk tours triceps. Unfortunately, it's true. Wrestling Observer reported on it. PW Insider reported on it. He said that it's not going to be something that he can just get over. And he's going to miss WrestleMania, and maybe he's not meant to main event WrestleMania. Maybe it's not a reality. He says that best in the world doesn't mean he always wins. And he even said, look at my UFC career. I lose a lot. And he he was very, very emotional about this and then got interrupted by Drew McIntyre. I had a little hint on this because we post the, the, the raw rundown on Fightful Select. It's the first segment of his with a producer. And that usually means there's physicality involved. And... Drew, let CM Punk have it. He basically said, I prayed for your downfall. I prayed for this injury to happen. I targeted it. I made it happen. And then when I found out, I slept like a baby last night. He attacked CM Punk. He ended up laying out CM Punk until Sami Zayn came out. This was phenomenal we'll talk about the segment before we talk about the injury itself but uh holy crap denise this was this was a special promo i thought and i believe that uh i believe that drew mcintyre is one of the most interesting characters in pro wrestling so this was definitely an a plus segment and of course it's not a plus in the sense that i think a lot of people definitely wanted to see um, you know, Sam Punk have his WrestleMania main event moment. See this match with him and Seth Rollins that was, you know, built upon a real true feud between them, like a real beef between these guys that we were getting to see unfold on the screen. And, you know, it's rare when that we get to have something like that. And I was very excited about it. And what we were talking about last week was unfortunately Seth Rollins getting hurt. And we're like, oh my God, this match is not going to happen. And then he says he's still going to try to make it a WrestleMania. Okay, yay, this match is probably still going to happen. Woo. And then the news comes out today about CM Punk and his tricep. And I'm thinking, God dang, this match is not going to happen. This match has been like, I don't want to say cursed or something. Maybe, uh, Maybe it is cursed. I don't know. But it just seems like it just wasn't meant to be. And now it was a bummer. Honestly, I felt really bad for CM Punk. I truly did because it's like he comes out there. He's teary eyed. And he turned this promo into something, though, that I thought was a really good way because it was sad, right? He's not going to make it to WrestleMania. Okay. But the part where he said that there are bigger fights in this world and this is not that kind of a problem. And then he brought up a child that he knew that was battling cancer. And he said, you know what I'm going with through, that's a flesh wound. What people that are 
going out there and fighting cancer. Like that is a real fight. So he really turned it into, I don't know, man. I, I felt like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, it sucks and it's a problem, but there are people with bigger problems like that. And so I think the fact that he did that, it was just a kind of this nice promo that, even though it was sad in a lot of different ways, it turned out to be something that kind of made you feel a little bit like uplifted in this like weird way because you're going, you know what? Yeah, there's people with real problems out there. And I don't know, man, it was kind of sad. But when Drew McIntyre came out and he uh, he completely flipped it over, I went from like, damn, I'm really sad right now to all of a sudden I'm like laughing so hard because Drew McIntyre was such an a-hole during this. It was phenomenal. He comes out there and is making it seem like, oh, you know, I sympathize with you, CM Punk, right? And I'm waiting the whole time. I'm like, I know something is coming. What is Drew McIntyre going to say? And when Drew McIntyre said that he prayed for this to happen to CM Punk, I could not stop laughing and then what's worse he then said he was going to live cm punk's dream again and i thought oh dude that is so messed up but it was great uh this was my favorite drew mcintyre promo out of all of the i know he's cut a lot of really great promos don't get me wrong but this one was the best one i'm sorry he was so mean to somebody who's legitimately down he cannot he not only like literally kicked this guy, he figuratively and literally kicked this guy while he was down because then afterwards he did, you know, attack him and stuff. This was great. So obviously a big wrench thrown into WrestleMania plans now. There is no clear-cut night one main event at this point. Maybe, maybe Rhea and Becky down the line. We we don't know how that's gonna all hash out because CM Punk is injured. Now, the unfortunate reality is CM Punk had 20 matches in his first AEW run. He unfortunately got injured. He had about, as I look, two, three matches. He got injured again. He came back. He had, as I'm looking, about nine or ten matches, got fired. He has had three matches in WWE. He's hurt again. When CM Punk got signed and there was the discussion of does he win the Rumble, does... Like, how does that work? The first thing that I that hit my mind was, well, I wouldn't plan on Punk in that spot without a backup. And it's not because I think that he is quote-unquote injury-prone. It's because he is in his mid-40s. He did not wrestle for 10 years, then came back and started to wrestle. It's it's a, it's just a thing that, that exists. The guy, unfortunately, has had a lot of injuries and Sean, here's the thing too. And I think we have to like rewind all the way back. Like CM Punk was never like an athlete, you know, like those, like a real, real athlete. CM Punk was a guy that worked hard to become the wrestler that he became. But when you think about like genetics and things like that, you, he's not like an athlete, like some other wrestlers that we see in that manner. So to me, CM Punk is this guy that's like probably super regular, but worked hard to become a great professional wrestler. But now, like you mentioned, he's in his what mid forties, you said mid forties, early. Yeah. Mid forties. And his body is telling him you probably can't do this for much longer. You or you probably should stop, right? Like your body is telling you that. And so like to me, like that's just part of like 
you know, he's pushing forward because obviously, you know, he wants to do this. He wants to have this moment, but it, it, it sucks, honestly. Mr. Acosta says, Drew been talking like a man with a new contract. Yeah, uh, I'm going to work to find that out. Eddie says, do you think WWE is double pivoting with Punk's injury? Uh, Cody versus Seth, Rock versus Roman. I hope not because I can't stand Roman competing four or five times this year. Punk's injury isn't going to bring The Rock in. Like, they're not going to change that because Punk is hurt. Because two months ago, like quite literally two and a half months ago, they weren't planning for CM Punk to be there at all. Until a week before Roy, a week before Survivor Series, there were no plans. I mean, I remember, Denise, I think I told you the Monday night before Survivor Series that they had a talk, that they had a conversation, and even then wasn't sure how that would necessarily work out. So I don't think that CM Punk is going to adjust things. Elite Biscuit says, Punk injury changes my whole view of mania between Cody, Roman, Gunther, Seth, Drew, Rock. A lot they can do. Pumped Pat is back. There, there are a lot of things they can do because Gunther is so protected, because Sammy is there, because Drew is there. I mean, I think there's a good chance we could have seen the match that we saw main event tonight on WrestleMania. I think that Drew versus Sammy could have been a WrestleMania match, and all of a sudden, it's happening here. Um, we got, uh, I think it's Mike saying, Raw was all right, but you can see the different look and feel to it, it was fresh. I uh, was hoping Moose would have shown up in the men's rumble. Now, Kunky Monkey Philly is a 2-3 match guy before he gets hurt. Uh, so here's a funny story. There was a long username on this, but our moderator said he thought it was Mike the Jeweler. Well, I guarantee you it's Mike the Jeweler because that's his gimmick is that he sends a generous super chat, then takes a shot at CM Punk. Thank you, Mike the Jeweler. Any rumblings from Morrow to SmackDown? I haven't heard that as of yet. Any update on Jamie Hayter? No, I was just told she was never planned back for 2023. I don't have an update on when she's to return. What kind of deal do you think Mercedes signs with the AEW? Uh, probably multi-year, multi-million. Um, I, I don't want to speculate on the amount. I don't think it'll be as much as she was aiming for, but I think it's going to be a very one of the highest paid deals in AEW. Orion Benz has got past Shaza now. Omas has Omas or Sean has Omas and Mia Yim as foes. Me and Mia Yim are besties. I don't know why she's she's pretending to be so mad at me. I, I don't know. Uh, she hits me up. She asks me for advice all the time. She's like, Sean, I'm not really that good at wrestling. How would you do this? And I give her advice. And I said, you know what I would do? Springboard DDT in the Rumble. Now, that's where she stopped taking my advice. And then she got eliminated. So, uh, shout out to my... She didn't say any of that stuff about you when I spoke to her. Jeremy says, thanks for busting your all's butts. No questions, just praise. I co-host a podcast with Daniel Spencer from OVWTNA. Bless your hearts for befriending him. He's a good dude. Daniel Spencer is a great dude. He's a, he's a wonderful dude and a fantastic referee. Andu says, Jade finally makes her debut. Liv returns after six months, but neither of them are on Raw tonight. What's up with that? Well, they have a whole other show on Fridays. And also, I think that... I think that... Jade is in a situation where she's at the performance center. She's working. She they're they're making sure that she's ready for live TV. There was there was a reason a lot of her matches were taped, and there's nothing wrong with that. But she's got that star element. Uh, but yeah, I think Liv will probably be on SmackDown. Will says with the way Bianca KOD Jordan Gray. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Could you see WWE pitching a mania match with the two of them? I hope so. I think Jordan Grace would be a great opponent for Bianca at WrestleMania. However, I'm like, okay, where does Naomi fit into all of the WrestleMania plans after she came back and had her appearance? I haven't heard anybody talk about what she's doing. Right. I don't know. I think it would be a little bit strange. I mean, it'd be an awesome match if she was part of the roster, though. But since she's not part of the roster, then the girls on the roster who aren't even on WrestleMania would be like, what the hell? What's going on? Right. You know. So uh, we've got. Tag team titles, Balor and Priest defeated DIY. No commercials during this. It really, really added to the viewing experience for me because. Later on, when we saw Gunther and Kofi, like Kofi threw everything at Gunther, but it got cut up with commercials every couple of minutes as a result. And I, I felt bad for them. But these guys had a lot of time to cook and I thought did a really good job, Denise. I've always said this about DIY. Let them get over in the ring and people will care. And it's working. I also like to walk and talk promo that they do yeah. backstage as well. It's a, it's a different production approach. Yeah, I've been liking that too. They, I saw some stuff that they did on the Royal Rumble 
pre-show that I really liked too that I hadn't seen before. So they were finding little ways to, you know, kind of spice up the presentation of Raw. And it definitely does feel, like you said, new. And then as for this match, I mean, they definitely needed it. Uh, both teams to have a showcase like this, having the fans chanting, this is awesome. And like you said, no commercial break, straightforward action. It allowed for us to like really be able to absorb this match and enjoy it as much as possible. So this was definitely a win um, for both teams. Thoughts on the long-term implications of the Triple H presser? In reality, probably none. Uh, if we're if we're being honest, probably little to none long-term. I don't know. I have a feeling that it's just. Uh, it was it was it was not good. It was not it wasn't good. good. I, yeah. I, I just don't feel like there ain't there's has to be there's gonna be long term implications. We probably just don't know it right now, but I do feel like there has to be. Like there's no way that this isn't gonna go down as something that like goes without like some sort of repercussion or some sort of car- uh, karma. I don't know. It's just not yeah. good. It was not good. I just, I just don't think that I don't think it happens like that. Uh, fantastic tag team match. Again, this is exactly how I'd get DIY over. Uh, there's a Judgment Day promo, and they end up jumping R-Truth and Miz after the promo. Do you see this match happening at the Chamber or at WrestleMania? Because it seems like R-Truth is being primed for a WrestleMania moment, and I don't see anybody in clear view of Judgment Day. The Creeds aren't. They're, they're not even on TV anymore. They're on main event all the time. Which they should do. Julius and Brutus were the oh, very so best interviews like that I've had in a long time. Like I was talking to Julius and the whole time I just kept thinking this dude is going to be a massive freaking star. Like they have not let these two guys show their personalities because then Brutus. Brutus is just like a lovable dude. Like you just want to go. so and- happy. He's right? jovial. Like He's you just so want to be friends with him. Time. Yes. Like you yeah. just want to be friends with him, but not like in a way, I don't know. You just want to be friends with him. And and so yeah. I feel like they need to let the Creed brothers uh, show more of their personalities because there's a whole lot in there. Marquise says, did you guys see AJ's Aces and Eights inspired gear? Wish he would have came out to evil ways. Can we maybe see a feud with, between him and Tama Tonga? I don't know where Tama Tonga is headed yet. WWE has maintained interest in a long time. I was actually, when I was talking to Jordan Grace about setting up our, our interview for tomorrow, I was like, man, I would love to see like an, a WDB versus TNA pay-per-view, but like AJ crosses the line and represents <laughs> TNA and Lashley does the same. You've got a couple of major names on your WWE roster that where they could do like the turn and you've got a few people like that that could do that. Even Naomi, Trinity could say no i'm representing tna and you could make a bit of a super card there i think that would be an awful lot of fun and i, I hope they do it uh sheldon says is wade barrett off commentary altogether now on the main roster since graves is on smackdown we don't have those details as of yet still working on them but you got an awful lot of color commentators that are very good and not a lot of play-by-play guys right now so um, I, I think they could end up looking at Blake Chadwick from uh, NXT Level Up. I think there could be some alterations there. I think there's a lot of options for them. Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark defeated Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Uh, Chelsea was in, in a great mood backstage in her USA pre-show segment. And I love that she's adopted the zigzag as well because Ziggler isn't there. I don't think anybody's going to use that as a 
as a finish anytime soon. I like that she used that, but uh, pretty pretty quickly she ends up getting beat. And the road for Shayna and Zoe continues, and they deserve a title match at this point. They deserve it a lot more than Katana and Caden, who just lost it last week, I think. Well, they're getting their rematch, so they announced that later. But speaking of letting people show their personalities, dude, they need to let Shona, Sh- Shona, Shayna show her personality. Dude, she's so freaking funny. Um, They need to let her show that a she little is. bit more because I think there's a nice balance that they can do where she's like this really, really tough exterior person. But I think them showing this other side of Shayna will kind of just add a little bit more dimension to her and maybe get the people a little bit more invested in the duo between her and Zoe because they're already like, they got the in-ring portion down, right? But we know that it kind of takes a little bit extra more for for people to get really invested because this still kind of feels a little random. Like we know why they're a a team, right? But it still feels random. Uh, Denise has an interview up with Shayna. I'll have mine up uh, within the next few weeks as, as we schedule those. Shayna and Zoe are undefeated as a tag team, five matches. And again, I think that deserves a title shot more than somebody who just lost the titles. Cause what I don't want them to ever do is go back to the automatic rematch thing. I am so glad they did away with that. Meet Norma says happy to see R-Truth getting his flowers, even if he do- doesn't know where he is or what flowers are. When I interviewed him, Denise, I pit- I mentioned the the idea that I thought he was a genius and he couldn't help but to smile like like I figured something out on him. Marquise Film says, what a weekend. Traveled two hours to a hotel in Orlando Friday, two hours to St. Pete on Saturday, three hours back to Orlando after the show, then two hours back home on Jacksonville. Well worth it. I'm glad you had a good time. I'm glad you did. I was very happy to hear that you were finally going to the show. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, the link I posted on Twitter for tonight's post raw show is the Shayna interview, by the way, bro, well, Sean, ah, well, you had you know one what? job. Uh, you know what? There we go. Uh, some this of you whole, got a, a free we've little been peek. Doing this show for 49 minutes and we muted. We're getting through this one, Denise. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ron Breaker video package. So backstage, as Fightful Select reported, Andrade on the Raw brand. Naomi is expected for the SmackDown brand. Uh, but Nick Aldis says, what? I just saw your tweet. And it has a picture a shit? of you and Shayna. And it says WWE Raw. Anyway, as I was saying, Nick Aldis says that he got a phone call from Braun Breaker. William Rabb says, which brand you believe Braun Breaker will be on? And uh, clever, uh, or insert clever pun says that it appears Melo and Braun are on the main roster. What are the chances Tiffany and Roxanne are as well? I don't think that they are because Tiffany's still been involved in a storyline. Uh, I know Braun is still too, but I think Braun should head up and get a major match at Mania. I really do. Like him and Gunther, I think would be good. Um, but I think that. Uh, I think that Carmelo on SmackDown makes sense, but Braun, after feeling this Raw, this felt like a very long Raw. It felt like a very long Raw. I would like Adam Pierce to swoop in and get uh, get a, a match, a big one here on on Raw. I think I would like to see that one. I want to see Braun on Raw. All right, that would be cool. Yeah, he looked great in the Rumble. Yeah. Rock hard, Joel. Actually, we we will save that one for the right 
segment. Elite Biscuit says, huge fan of the Adam Pierce, Nick Aldis bits. Me too. Me too. Kabuki Warriors defeated Tegan Knox and Natalia. Uh, Dero Hayes says, could we see the Kabuki Warriors versus Jaden Bianca for the belts night one? I would, wouldn't mind that or Naomi or another big name that doesn't have a match. The tag titles got to have something on them. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that one? And this uh, Kabuki Warriors match didn't get much of a reaction from the crowd, but it was fine for what it was. No, there was no reaction because here's the thing. They're putting teams together that we don't really know or care about because it's like, you're not telling, what do we, what have they told us about Natty and Tegan on the show? Nothing. Right. And so like, you can't expect people just to care about these random pairings. Like they need to give them some sort of substance, some sort of, some reason to care when they're out there performing. Cause then if not, then the people are just like, Oh, they just, Again, through two two girls together, and you know how many times that how many different partners haven't we seen Natty team up with at this point, and they don't last. It's always yeah. like a couple of weeks here and there, and then that's it, nothing else. So what you've done is you've accustomed the people to be like, oh, well, she's going to team with this person for a couple of weeks. They're going to have matches. They're not going to win. Then she's going to team with this person. They're going to have a couple of matches. They're not going to win. And we're going to keep seeing that over and over. And so when you get people used to that, you don't care anymore. And it's like you need to give a people a reason to care. Like they could be a cool tag team, but we don't know for sure because we haven't really seen them do all that much with them creatively. And uh, the Bep Jr. says, haven't Tegan and Natty been teaming for months? They haven't get, they haven't given you a sustained a sustained connection with exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Sheldon says, it seems like Judgment Day and Damage Control are doing similar storylines. It seems like we're waiting on Priest and Bailey to get kicked out of their respective groups. Your thoughts on it? Well, a lot different. Our truth is doing a comedy thing. Bailey just won the Royal Rumble, so I, I don't have a problem with those parallels necessarily. Like I, I think that th- there are some natural comparisons there, but um, I just don't see them as too similar. Plus, they're on different shows. Okay right it. it's like with the our truth thing it's funny because he's trying to get in or whatever like they're rejecting him but versus bailey like she is in the group now it's just a matter yeah. of they're going to turn their back on her at some point and that one feels a little bit more like you know dramatic <laughs> more wrestling deep. and wrestling enthusiast says babyface braun please future wrestlemania main eventer i mean he's a hit so far and the extra time in nxt because a lot of people were like, let's bring him up after like six, seven months, 12 months. It's benefited him a lot. Jonathan Corona says, hey, commercial breaks with Pat again are going to be funny. How about Seth versus El Idolo for the title? Or add a TNA talent for the mix. That'd be dope versus Seth. Unless Andrade just catches fire immediately, I would say no to that. Because you've got a lot of other people that I think are appropriate for that spot. Not, not to minimize anything that Andrade does though. How'd you feel about Andrade, like Andrade coming out and doing like how he came out on the rumble? Like, did you think the reaction was great? I thought it was pretty good. I I thought that a lot of the rumble reactions weren't fair because they didn't have the big Tron. And as I have learned, uh, deaf rebels suck so bad that most people don't even know what themes are. No one. And they, it was hard to see the names on the screen when you're even watching the show on TV. And that's what prompts a lot of people to cheer. Yeah, yeah. Any plans on the men's tag titles to be split up? Not that I've heard. 
Um, Rock hard Joel Wood says, I have a bachelor's in paralegal studies. How can any lawyer not advise Vince to settle before it gets to discovery? I'd be shocked because if like that's the I can't imagine what are what are in Vince McMahon's text messages. Wrestling with movies says for Mania, I'd do a women's mid-card title ladder match. Uh Naomi, Naomi, Bianca, Liv, Jade, Tiffany, Roxy called up, obviously. Then you have two women's world title matches, women's tag. And a women's mid card match, and then a legends match, all at Mania. There it have been no like plans for the women last year, right? Yeah, like but there's no the, the, the showcase tag. Yeah, uh, but there there are no plans to do a mid card title right now that I've heard of. Mike the Jeweler says hello, Luis and Mister Scoopster, hardest worker in the biz, Mrs. Salcedo. Uh, that humper was for me about Chunky Monkey Philly. Good God, <laughs> would WWE and TNA be working more together in the future? And your option. Uh, when would Damian Priest cash in money in the bank? Also, the devil is gone. My God. Um, I, I mean, so the thing is, Priest has another five and a half months to cash in. I think we're going to see it sometime in the spring when there's that lull after WrestleMania. I think that's when we're more likely to see something like that. What about, what do you think, Denise? Yeah, it just doesn't feel like the right timing right now, to be honest. I just feel, I don't feel like I have a lot of interest in the cash-in. I'll just be real with you. I don't have that much interest in it right now. Gunther defeated Kofi Kingston for the IC title. What I saw of the match was really good, but then they did a commercial break because what they do is they, they didn't give us an hour commercial free. They gave us 52 minutes commercial free. Then we got some at the end of hour one. So they caught one of their hour one breaks. Then what they do is they catch up by put it, not putting it during the entrances. No, you can't do it during the entrances. You got to do a four minute commercial break, then come back for a minute and a half, then do another commercial break, Denise. So a lot of this is picture in picture or commercial. It was okay, but I thought that Kofi threw everything at him towards the end and it got way better at the end, but I mean, like eight minutes of this was a commercial. Yeah, I felt bad because I was watching this match and I was thinking, why am I not interested in this match? Like, what am I doing? Like, Gunther's my champion. What's going on here? Um, and then when you brought up the thing about the commercials, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why I wasn't as interested in it. And I felt the same way that you did once the ending, like everything that went down. I felt like that was like starting to get nice and heated up. And then. Like, but that was it. Like, there wasn't really like much that I can say about the match because we didn't get like it wasn't picture in picture. I don't watch picture in picture. I leave. I go get a snack. I do my things and my commercial breaks. So <laughs> I did not see any of the picture in picture action, which kind of sucks because it's not like I'm like it wasn't a bad match. It's just that we didn't good, get to yeah. really enjoy it, and that sucks yeah. because usually we get to enjoy all of Gunther's matches in a nice I, way. I wish they would post the full thing on youtube or something um and also imperium attacked xavier and kofi after the match seb says wd ruined katana and caden with a rushed buildup but you said that triple h hated them and then i said hold on give it a couple weeks and they won the tag titles come on the exact same thing is happening that happened to them on nxt and i said this on the air when they went up to raw is they haven't found the character portion for them they They're went back to the, the party EDM girl. They, they, they tried that in NXT. They, they did this party girl stuff, and then they dropped it, and then they didn't do anything else, and then they came to the main roster, and then they went back to the party girl thing, but then that's it. 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just like something's not clicking. They need I mean, to figure it out because they're yeah. really fun to watch. Like, they're they really are. fun to watch wrestle, but something's not clicking with the the character portion of it all. You know, the connection between the viewer and the wrestlers that you're seeing and what they're presenting on camera. That's the part where it's kind of uh, lacking a little bit. Ryan Ben says that was the Kofi match I wanted him to have with Brock. Yeah. Uh, Rock Hard says, I feel like this New Day stuff is leading to the Big E return. Am I naive to have that hope? I don't know about naive, but I mean, there's been nothing to indicate that that was going to happen. I, I hope that it happens. I would love if it happens. I think Big E or New Day versus Imperium or Big E versus Gunther are all great Mania matches. But um, You guys can check out my interview with Big E. He talks about it. And maybe you can, based on his tone of voice, you can decipher from there. There you go. Tamel says, send Natty to NXT, make her champ, let her run. I would love to see her with another run in NXT. She had one years ago, and it helped out Charlotte a lot. Boris says, FBI involvement, does that negate a payoff? We don't know yet, but I mean, the, one of the points of the lawsuit is to uh, go undermine the, the NDA. Brett says, I'm just curious, not trying to offend anyone. Was Cody also someone who should have been asked questions about Vince? Why, why not? Thank you, guys. Listen, there, I I see both sides where some people think that talent shouldn't be asked and where some think that it's fair game. I think Cody handled it as well as he possibly could have. I think the difference with Cody is that, because I think the way that Nick Houseman presented the question was that he brought up the fact that Cody Rhodes used to hold an executive position. Sure. So kind of framing it in that sense, I thought was a good way to approach that. As did I. Well, Cody Rhodes came out and he had Samantha Irvin <laughs> re-announce him, which is great. And Samantha Irvin is incredible. But he is interrupted by Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins says, if you pick Roman, it's a mistake. And I understand you have a sentimental relationship with that title because your father never won it. But there's a reason your father never won it. Because that's the politic title. That's the Hulk Hogan title. It's the Hollywood title. It's the title that Roman took and then started to show up every two weeks, then every two months, then every six months. And this is the title that I defended on all the live events and all the time and that we created because he wouldn't come to work. And he said, I know what title that your dad would want you to win because I know your dad. And we can lie to ourselves and say it's the other one but we know it's this one. It's the one that shows that you were the best in-ring worker. I thought that Seth Rollins, even if Cody doesn't pick him, which he probably isn't, Seth Rollins <laughs> did an incredible job making the case for this title. Everything he said is things that you can realistically believe. Like Not only does Roman have one title, he got two titles, then consolidated those, and they made another one type of thing. I don't think they're going to do this match, but I think that it was a wonderful job of Seth Rollins saying, you won the Royal Rumble, you want me. I, this I thought this was phenomenal, and Cody's like, I'll think about it. I love this, man. This was a good promo night. We got a lot of really great promos from Drew, from Punk, from Seth. I mean, there was some good promo work today. Um, Okay, so first of all, I like this from the perspective of 
Seth Rollins is a champion, okay? Let's say you're champion, right? And someone picks another champion. It's like, no, you should want to fight me. I'm the guy. And that's what he said. He said on the in the presser, you said that you're the guy and you've always been the guy and all of this, right? He goes, well, you know what? You're not the guy. Roman Reigns is not the guy. I'm the guy. You should be fighting me. And I thought that was freaking great because why would you want to not be chosen? If you're champion, you should be wanting to be chosen because I, you know, I've said this a million times, but I think that the man makes the belt. And that is what Seth Rollins has done for this World Heavyweight Championship. So it would be an insult, a slap in the face if he wasn't considered. So him going out there and saying, this is why you need to pick me. I'm the champion. I've done this, this, and that. Roman Reigns doesn't even come out on the show and all of the other things that Seth Rollins said, he made up a zillion great points here. So I really enjoyed this promo from Seth Rollins and I love the approach that he took where he said, I'm the guy. You want to face me, buddy. Um, Really good stuff across the board here. I was a big fan of this. I'm not expecting to see this match, but it's a nice little... um, you know, we don't want to – everything feels so copy and paste from last year. Sure. Cody winning the Rumble, headed to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns. They're going to have to tell a little bit of a different story so that it doesn't feel exactly the same. So this little portion here could kind of, eh, you know, shake things up a little bit. Luigi says there's no way Cody actually fights Seth, right? There's always a chance, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. KE775 says, since Seth and Punk are probably out, do you think WWE books Roman for Elimination Chamber? I think they should. I think that, man, that that might, if they don't add something big to that show, I might not be up in the wee hours of the morning. I, I might have to hire a UK team to cover that one or something. Dude, oh my God. at least you're on the East Coast, okay? It's 2 a.m. for me, bro. Listen, I won't I won't realistically ask you to get up and cover that if there's not. I have to. I'm doing <laughs> Busted Open that morning. My show starts at 6 a.m. my time. So 2 a.m. Elimination Chamber starts. It's going to end around 5, 5.30. Right. And then at 6 o'clock is my show. And then I do that for three hours. I forgot so, about that. I'm screwed. Food, bro <laughs> owned side says they changed the plans cody already picked roman after the rumble cole saying what inning are we in now they pivoted because of the punk injury yeah i think they did i think that's that's exactly what they did and corona says so punk versus austin next year's mania that's the one i want i would love that i think it's a wrestlemania main event plan on that tell austin now say hey do you got enough for 10 minutes buddy 10 minutes is all we need. Uh, Crazy says, Cody better pick Roman. Hope Okada goes to AEW. Rock Hard says, I would be shocked if Cody doesn't have a high-ranking WWE executive position within 10 years. He said that he wants to remain a talent. He said that he's been on that side, and he doesn't necessarily want to jump to the other side. Meet Norma says, Seth came out like Becky locked him out of the trailer after he until he got a Mania match since Chicago Muffin Punk is injured. Cody, please finish the story. It's got to be Cody finishing the story. Also, guys, uh, I did an, a, a video on the meme that I sent Cody that he talked about. Uh, so check that out here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. How many people texted you during that? I know I was one of them. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure cat. a million people are going to text you. My own. My own wife did, and I was like, why are you watching? And I realized it was because it was on downstairs. It, it just kept kept on. But it was insane in our chat. And, like, the yeah. way that it was framed, 
in our chat. I didn't know if he was really being mean, but like we're very friendly with each other. I think that's pretty obvious based on the. Oh yeah, it was definitely an in good fun. Yeah, and it was a hilarious meme. It was a funny meme. I was right. Yeah. Jay Miller says Joel's tweet is spot on. This isn't about the Rock. Rock Roman is a predictable title match. And even the fans showed they don't want Cody versus Seth. Exactly. At least with Rock and Roman without the title, it puts some doubt in your mind. Maybe they'll put, maybe they'll have the board member win. <laughs> Andy says, any word on Cody and Drew's deals? No, I feel like whenever Cody's is official, official, it will be announced. Uh, it'll be a big deal. Jey Uso defeated Bronson Reed. Now, this is a good match to book on a WWE Raw because you've got a guy like Jey Uso who needs big wins. It's very clear he's headed to Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania. Love them being one and two in the Rumble. Bronson Reed is going to need to pick up win after win after win after win heading into Elimination Chamber because I would imagine he'll be a big part of that show considering where he's from geographically. I liked the match. It felt like a pretty good booked mat, like well-sized match. Two guys that have been protected well. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I mean, you got to do something with Big Bronson Reed, man. At this point, he's he's one of those people that I've been waiting for like the longest to really get to that mountain top on the roster. Like he needs to be a dominant big guy, just like Gunther. Jonathan Corona says, "Hey, the commercial breaks with Pat again are going to be funny. How about uh, we already?" We already read that one. Uh, Jonathan Corona said, have we ever seen Cole do J entrance? Uh, because on the show, Cole doing the J entrance, my God, this is going to be good with Pat. Do you guys like the new change for production or do you prefer uh, done? No, I've loved a lot of changes to the production. The less cuts, the less zooms, the less shakes, the less crowd shots. Uh, the walk-in talks. I loved the Pete Rose or the Rosenberg uh, thing that they did. Yeah, that was that the first time they did that? Someone told me they did it the, the time prior, but since I don't watch the pre-shows all the time, I didn't see it. So had he done Maybe that before? It's the first time I remembered it, but I thought that Rosenberg kicked ass during that, and and that guy gets a lot of shit. I thought that was a great look. Uh, I loved the arrivals, like they do for NFL and NBA. They. See, you know, we talk a lot about like you know, AEW doing the real sports presentation, mm -hmm. but then we see WWE do things like the arrivals. And what I think is smart about that is WWE is doing the real sports presentation with the entertainment aspects of it. Like not necessarily the in-ring wrestling, but the entertainment aspects. Yeah, exactly. And that was cool. Cody shot the WrestleMania sign with Kenny's gun. Pause. Oh my gosh. Uh, we also had the Becky Lynch interview. She posted a very depressed video today as well. What did you think of the Becky uh, video? I didn't see the Becky video. The interview backstage with Jackie Redman. Oh, oh, I thought you meant something uh, outside of the interview. Like she did do one with Kevin Owens, where Kevin Owens like motivated her. But yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, the Jackie Redman interview, I kind of felt like it was just very like straightforward. I didn't really think that there was anything like too much about it to like, you know. She her Fair. hair looks extra it was, it was red. Pretty straightforward. By the way, I love it though. Yeah, it was very straightforward to me. Like I didn't really take too much from it. Bailey promo. She's interrupted by Rhea and Nia. Rhea comes out, and uh, <laughs> it seems like Bailey's going to challenge Rhea. 
But Rhea comes out and she's like, all right, your funeral. But Nia attacks Rhea and then gets in Bailey's face. And she's like, just just a warning. She's not going to make it to Mania. And then Bailey's like, about that. Uh, I'm going to make my decision Friday. Thanks. So this, this was a, funny this is, because. Go ahead. Sorry. Damage control just kind of watching the entire time as Nia Jax beat the life out of Rhea Ripley. I loved that because you have how many girls out there? Like what? Five girls? And none of them did anything to Nia Jackson. They just watched and poor Rhea Ripley was just getting beat. I thought that was really hilarious. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily loved Nia Jax trying to make Bailey look like she couldn't fend for herself and her kind of just being like, you know, a little bit afraid because I'm like, okay, Jade Cargill just completely woman handled Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble. But the winner of the Royal Rumble was Bailey. So technically, Bailey should not be afraid of Nia Jax. I know mm. you guys will see it differently, but I kind of saw it that way. But I know that Bailey's more of like a little bit on like the funnier side. So her reaction to that it was pretty funny. Irwin says, I like the idea of Bailey second guessing going after the women's world championship for fear of Nia holding it by Mania, only for EO to start getting annoyed waiting for her decision. Yeah, I mean, you, there's so much time. There's two months, so you've got to stretch this stuff out. You've got to make it interesting. How long do you think they'll draw out Bailey and Damage Control split? Probably a while. I mean, Rhea and Nia should be the the Elimination Chamber match at this point. Nia beat Becky. Nia had a good showing in the Rumble, and also, um, it, geographically, it makes a lot of sense. I hope that they have whatever type of implosion that they're finally supposed to have with the damage control at Elimination Chamber. That way that from the time from Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania, you can go in more on Bailey finally kind of being on her own and not being there with damage control. And you can tell that story while you lead up into WrestleMania. Wrestling with Movies says, picture this visual. Becky Lynch wins the chamber to open the show. Rhea defeats Nia in her well-earned home country main event. She stands tall. Becky's music hits, and the show goes off the air with that stare down in front of 60K. Night one main event, Rhea Becky. I would be completely fine with Rhea Becky uh, main eventing. And honestly, I I wouldn't mind Rhea just retaining at WrestleMania either. I think she's that powerful of a character to where you close WrestleMania with her holding the title up. I think that's a, a great visual as well. Andy says, Cody winning the Rumble being predictable argument doesn't pass muster with rock, punk, and all the moving parts. It was far from predictable and thrilling. I agree. I didn't find it predictable that Cody won. I thought it was down to two or three people, honestly, Denise. Nah, I found it very predictable. <laughs> it was either going to be him or CM Punk, and it, it was predictable, and I didn't think that the well, men's was one or two, was and then it came down to those two. Yeah, that's why. That was predictable. I... What are you talking so. about? And I didn't think the men's rumble was thrilling. I didn't think it was good. Alex Diaz says, am I crazy to think Drew is re-signed? I don't have that information, but I know that he beat Sami Zayn in a match tonight in the main event of WWE Raw, uh, a match that I thought could have been on WrestleMania. Denise, what'd you think? Say that again. I'm sorry. 
Drew McIntyre defeated Sami Zayn oh, in a yeah, match okay, that I thought could have been now. on WrestleMania. Yes. Okay, well, let's get to this one. All right, I was very excited for this match, by the way, because I have liked, I mean, this goes back, God, how long have we been talking about Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre? Like the amount of times that like Sami Zayn was telling Drew McIntyre that he was changing and just everything that they've done. God, I feel like forever now, like the last couple of months. And so fine, like, you know, seeing this match here tonight, I... There was a lot that I enjoyed. I love just seeing Drew McIntyre going out there and just like clotheslining the life out of Sami Zayn. Like that was good too. Um, I thought they had a pretty good main event with the, you know, Drew McIntyre getting the win. That was good as well. That's all. That's what you needed. But my big question here though is like, what's going on with Sami Zayn? Like this was pretty good, right? But like, it's nowhere near the level of what he was doing before with Roman Reigns. And even after having won the tag team titles with Kevin Owens, I'm like, what? I don't know what Sami Zayn is going to be doing come WrestleMania. And I don't know. What, what, like, do, am I missing something here? Like, do we have an obvious opponent for Sami Zayn at WrestleMania that I'm not thinking about? We, we don't. And I mean, I think that Sami becoming a contender for the world title could be very, very interesting and compelling, but we, I would like to see it in front of some more hot crowds. Cause this Tampa crowd sucked again. It was not good. Yeah. The accidental low blow to, to end this, I thought was, was good, but manic pixel says at this point, give Sammy his moment. He's been a huge part of why WDB has had such unprecedented success. Yeah. I would like to see how it is when Sammy starts to, really doubt himself i want to see sammy Zayn as world heavyweight champion i mean you just said it right now yeah, i I'd i want would, to see that and he didn't just deserve it he he would earn it sure but if you look at sammy and sammy on screen would need to be put in a position to earn it though because he just lost to drew mcintyre he didn't win the royal rumble he was gone for almost two months and before that he lost to drew mcintyre sammy Zayn hasn't won a singles match since Crown Jewel kickoff. People and need to be reminded yes. of why we love Sami Zayn. <laughs> In fact, J.D. McDonough is the only singles win that Sami Zayn has since, let me see. As I look, That's not Sami Zayn much. has only, wow, since last year's WrestleMania, since March of 2023. March 7th, 2023, J.D. McDonough is the only person that Sami Zayn has beaten in a singles match. So I think that should be reminded where he was in a tag team and all of a sudden things don't go his way and he works his way back. Two months is enough to tell a Sami Zayn story of where he's doubting himself as a singles performer and then he gets that redemption. Uh, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone there. Yeah, because I don't want to see Sammy get screwed and not have anything interesting going on because how do you go from like the moment that he had at WrestleMania 39 to all of a sudden like nothing? KE775 says, has Drew re-signed? I know PW Insider reported last week he had not, but I'm starting to suspect he has. Well, I'd imagine that comes straight from Drew, but I don't think he's going to exactly say right now. Um so I don't have that, but Easy Breezy says he must have. Look at his booking; it's been that man with a ray, uh, that of a man with a raise. Also, P Punk calling him out well after Mania gives me a thought. Yeah, Punk said he was going to come back and target Drew. That was good. I like that they set that up already. By the way, 
Do I have any updates on Drew's contract? Again, I'm looking on. I'm looking after it. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Luis says, I want Bailey in the main. Needs to get her moment. It's a matter of whatever match is hottest. I think the hottest match deserves to be the WrestleMania main event. Like there were a lot of people last year that said Charlotte and Rhea should have. I think if they built it better, it could have. They definitely performed like it should have been. But the hottest match was the Bloodline match. Joel Wood says, I think they actually have both Rumble winners main event each night. In night one with babyface Bailey standing tall over EO with her old Bailey theme in the background. I love that, Denise. I think that's what should happen is uh, she brings that theme back for WrestleMania like Sami Zayn brought it back for Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that would... I. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do to wrestle for WrestleMania main event, because now I'm not so sure about rock being in this match with Roman, because I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know anymore. I think the him joining the board of directors, I'm like, Ooh, that either really means he's gonna, or it means he's not gonna. Right. And now with CM Punk and Seth Rollins, not looking like their main eventing. This does open that door up for uh Bailey, but Again, it's one of those things where, like, you still have Gunther, you still have Seth Rollins, you still have, like, whatever else comes up at that point. I just, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a long shot right now. That's what it feels like. It feels like a little bit of a long shot. Are there any plans for the tag titles belts to get redesigned? I haven't heard of any. All these reports we've heard over the last year about combining titles and splitting titles and new titles, I haven't heard any of that. Does this give Rhea and Becky back the main event and Gunther versus Seth? Uh, I wouldn't mind Gunther versus like Braun Breaker or, you know, something like that. Uh, but I, as of now, my pick for the main event is Rhea and Becky. I think that would be the right one. I think Rhea deserves to close a WrestleMania as well. Nicholas says, if Becky doesn't win the championship from Rhea, do you think Liv is the one to dethrone her at SummerSlam since the story is there to tell? Well, they brought Liv back and put her in a very prime spot at the Royal Rumble. Uh, so I think this regime sees an awful lot more than in, in her than the last regime did. And now with no Vince, no Vince with any say, I think that's good because he he always booked her very, very weirdly. It was um, the Ronda Rousey matches. They just didn't click. And I think that hurt Liv, that yeah. hurt Liv's reign, unfortunately, because well, the crowd was definitely behind her. Ronda didn't click with a lot of people. Wrestling with Movie says Randy versus Roman slog fest for the chamber because why not? And uh, Jason says on Friday, Bailey will say she's going after the NXT women's title. <laughs> not nah, she's already won that. Whew. That is our show for tonight. It has been a long one. I want to thank you all for joining us. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Denise, tell the people where they can find you youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. There are 28 new interviews from the Royal Rumble, um, including conversations with Jade Cargill, Rhea Ripley two times, Cody Rhodes, um, Bianca Belair, there, Liv Morgan. There are so many up there. Go check them out. There's a lot going on. youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. We've got a busy week, a lot of interviews. We're going to be posting a lot more interviews, um, like probably three or four a week now. I'm doing more uh, videos in the Fightful Studios, not this one, the one uh, over here to my left. Uh, we did one that was seven changes we'd make to the WWE Royal Rumble. I did one about the Cody Rhodes memes as well. I'm going to do those whenever uh, called upon, pretty much. So check those out. You're going to want to tune in to The Hump 
on Wednesday, 3 p.m. I would imagine we're going to go uh, pretty long with that one. And then 6 p.m. Eastern, the Fightful Awards. We have tons of your favorite wrestlers that are going to be on the show giving acceptance speeches. As we wrap up, Mr. Acosta says, thoughts on what Rousey said on Twitter? I think it's right. I think that, that Pritchard probably was Vince's avatar and was the person relaying a lot of that stuff because Vince didn't interact with creative team last year. Which Guys, a lot of people had speculated to like online yep. and stuff, but obviously we didn't know for sure since we weren't back there. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.